Hello, everybody. Welcome once again to the Coach Josh Conklin Show. I'm Jim Noble with Wofford Head Coach Josh Conklin. You know, just when you think you've seen everything in college football, Saturday's game against Chattanooga pretty much told us that we never really are prepared for everything. We had a flu bug that ravaged uh, the Terriers. We'll talk about availability in numbers. Heck, Coach, we had a backup linebacker return a kickoff 73 yards for a touchdown. I mean, you can't predict this stuff. Uh, how you doing? And, and gosh, what did you make of all that going in? Just just another, I think, just a little bit more adversity for us. Mm -hmm. And, and um, you know, there was some, again, when you go back and you watch that game, there were some good things that we did. And, and there were some uh, young guys, which I know we'll talk a little bit about, that, that took a lot of reps on offense and defense. But... You know, uh, I think it was as high as maybe 15 players or a few more than that uh, that had the flu the last few days before I think it started on Tuesday or mm -hmm. Wednesday, and they just kind of kept going on. Um, actually, uh, James Wells, who had been he'd been a contributor on special teams, uh, he gets in there because of some guys being down, and what the heck, he, he comes back, <laughs> he comes down, he he runs one back for a touchdown, which he'll never forget for the rest of his life. But uh, that was kind of a cool play. Uh, but just some more adversity we've got to get through. You know, I, I, we talked about the, you know, people in positions that they probably never dreamed they'd be in. Uh, you know, a kid signs out of high school, a lot of kids probably feel they may not see the field their first year. And now they're out here playing against seventh-year college players and 32 transfers at Chattanooga. No excuses because Chattanooga's rolling right now. They've done a great job, and I know Rusty Wright has your uh, undying respect. I know how he's put this season together for them. But man, looking down there from the press box Saturday, <laughs> I apologize to parents, but I was like, who are these guys? And you mm -hmm. guys, I'm sure, are going through some of the same thing. No, you are. I think the one, one of the areas that you definitely feel it is on your special teams. And, you know, anytime like I said, you know, we lost two offensive linemen before the game mm -hmm. uh, that were starting offensive linemen. Then you got a freshman quarterback. So going in there, you're just, you know, you're trying to, to see if uh, how it's going to go those and first few series. Which two running backs and a wide receiver, too. That's correct. That's <laughs> correct. So um, the good thing is for our players, though, like there was a lot of good, there, there's a lot of uh, good reps against a really good football team, mm -hmm. um, a, a football team, like you said, that they've done a really good job putting it together this year. Um, they're executing at a really high level. And so for us to get those experience and those, and that, those reps during the course of that mm -hmm. game, uh, was really beneficial for some of our younger players. Before we tease everything coming up in the show, it was senior day. And look, uh, people who see you on camera or on TV um, probably think you're pretty stoic, you know, and, and, and not a lot of emotion there. You worked your way down the line. You just told us the story and you got to see those seniors and everybody has an individual story and an individual meaning to you, their teammates and the coaches. and. Uh, I heard it got a little tough for you working your way down that line. It really did. I, you know, I think that uh, I've been here now three, four years. Mm -hmm. I'm going to my fourth season, uh, three and a half years uh, total. You build a relationship with these guys. Um, you go through a lot of adversity with them. You watch them grow up. You watch them mature. Uh, there's a there's an element of parent, you know, and father, um, I guess, to it. Uh, just, you know, there, there's a lot of tough love. Uh, I know sometimes I may not be the easiest guy uh, to play for. Uh, there's high expectations that I have. Um, but the one thing that I do is I, I, I care about those kids. I, I care about their what they gain from this experience. And probably the hardest thing that I had on Saturday was those seniors leaving and not having as much success as I wanted them to have. Um, leaving here with the season that we've had, 
they went through the COVID season and they had this season to follow it up. Um, that's tough. Um, it's tough as a coach to embrace that mm -hmm. and, and understand that that's not what you wanted for them. Um, I think that was really hard. Um, you combine that with the, obviously the relationship that you built with them and how you've seen them grow. Well, it was it was great to see them get their due. Of course, two more games left for these seniors, both on the road. When we come back, we'll talk about the Chattanooga game, the highlights. Yes, that special teams player will be looked at in detail and also look ahead to the matchup on the road in Charleston this weekend against the Citadel. Keep it right here. We'll be back right after this. And welcome back to the Coach Josh Conklin Show. Coach, take us through the 48 hours before kickoff when you started getting word about this flu bug and you had to really, I'm going to guess, just completely redo your depth chart on the go. No, you were. Um, I think we were, you know, you start shuffling guys around and you start asking, you know, the offensive line coach and, and the wide receiver coach, um, you know, what, <laughs> offensive coordinator, what's the personnel groupings going to look like? Um, we had a couple personnel groupings on defense and you know, what are those going to look like? And then obviously special teams. So you're making those adjustments rapidly. Um, I think I thought our coaching staff did a pretty good job of handling it. Um, and I thought our team handled it really well. We had some guys step in there. And we, uh, uh, we actually had diagrams um, <laughs> on, the, on the sideline of special teams, um, just in terms of we had to throw somebody in there that had not done it before, uh, who they were blocking, where they were going. So um, that's just that's 2021 right now. <laughs> that, I think that sums it right up. Pictograms now we're using yeah. on the sideline. Well, Chattanooga came in rolling. The Mocs controlling their own destiny, trying to work towards a possible Southern Conference championship. Here are your highlights from Saturday. And boring will let it fly. We're underway here. This one angling towards the sideline and fielded on the one-yard line. Let's see if Campbell can get a return. and. Now we've got a whistle. Did yeah. he step out of bounds? No, he called fair catch. The freshman starting his first college game for Reedsville, North Carolina, takes a shotgun snap in the end zone. He'll hand it off and met right at the one and being driven backwards is Irvin Mulligan. Price gets the handoff, trying to sweep right, and he is chopped out. A nice defensive play by Kagan Campbell coming up from the corner position, and it's fourth down. Eight. Ball on the left hash and Copeland's back to throw. He's got time too. Over the middle, that's going to be complete. First down out across the 35 to the 36 yard line. Now they'll move him back a yard. Scoreless game between these two longtime Southern Conference rivals. It's Ford. Again, not much room to navigate. Wofford's getting a surge on defense. Your defense playing inspired so far. Copeland's back to pass. Again, he's got time. Now he's got to step up, dump it off, and that is incomplete. In and out of the hands of Price, and the Terriers hold again. And now it's third and 15, back at the seven. Offered spent a lot of this first quarter backed up, and Legant has a hole. Going to cut through the middle. He'll be a couple of boy right at the marker where they spot it. Pinnock's on the keeper, trying the cutback, and he's got the first down out to the 34. The play. Mox have it first and 10 from their own 19. Copeland back to throw, and he's got a receiver up the seam. Across midfield into Wofford territory. Big, big hookup. Backfield now for the Mox. He'll get the handoff, try to bull his way in. He's right at the goal line, and I think he's just a little bit short. Battle of wills there. Michael Mason and Alum Ford. Cole Copeland is saying he's in, kind of discussing it with the official and then telling his coaches, review it. 
Quick snap, mocks back up on the ball. He's in. And they are in for the touchdown. Yeah, the old-fashioned quarterback sneak there by Cole Copeland. Yep, Cole Copeland's in. Chattanooga got right back up on the football. And the mocks strike first here early in the second quarter. You know, and that's what it's all about. Get your degree. And a lot of guys now say, you know what? I'll get another degree. I'll get that master's degree while I'm still in school. Now it's Ford driven backwards, but keeps his legs. And Alum Ford is going to scoot in for the touchdown from 27 yards out. And it's 13-0 Chattanooga. That was a physical run. He, he Plus territory again for the mocks at the Wofford 44. Copeland going long down the sideline. That's complete. Keeping his feet and waltzing into the end zone. The tight end, Chris James. It's a 44-yard strike, and Chattanooga has exploded for 20 points here in the second quarter. Nice job by James of keeping his feet over there. In the backfield next to Pinnix. Leggett cuts back. He's got a burst across midfield into Chattanooga territory down to the Mach 49. So this race is ultra tight right now. Mulligan hops outside. He's got the first down. Down to about the 30-yard line. Irvin Mulligan scampers for about 15 and moves the sticks for Wofford. Finally, Jordan Jones brought him down. Not what Chattanooga wanted to see coming out of a timeout. Reedsville, North Carolina native, is back to pass. Looking short, complete, zipped it in to Jim Welsh, who made a nice catch. 43-yard field goal attempt. Walker Gleamers out of the hold of Atkins Roberts. It's up, it's long enough, and it is good. So Walker Gleamers ends the first half by getting the Wofford Terriers on the board after 30 minutes of play here in Spartanburg. Your score, the Chattanooga Box 21, the Wofford Terriers three. 18 players not available today because of a flu bug. Kind of swept through campus, and Ford is going to be smacked as he gets to the line of scrimmage. Now, three wide receivers to the top of the formation. They'll run it with Price. Wofford had to spread out to cover all those receivers, then, but they're glad to have him back at least. This tackle in the backfield. That allows Price to scamper in from eight yards out. Now run it for 139 yards. They've got 15 first downs to Wofford six, and most importantly, a 28-3 lead on the scoreboard. Short kickoff. The up back for Wofford, and look at this, a big man run. Oh, into Bach territory. He could go all the way. And it is a touchdown for the Terriers. Unbelievable. <laughs> that is Jason Swan, a backup offensive lineman. Or is it? Let's double check that number. James Wells. James Wells is who I was James thinking. Wells. 56. We got two number 56 on the roster. And James Wells with maybe the most unexpected kickoff return touchdown in Wofford Terrier history. Look at these moves. Officially gonna be about a 75 yarder. <laughs> well, an explosion. First and 10 from the 35. Ford again. Once again into the wow. secondary. 12 more back in the 
shortened spring season for both these teams. He gets it again. Appleberry, five touchdown, just like that. Geno Appleberry, a 12-yard touchdown romp, and the floodgates are open for Chattanooga. It's now 34 to 10. Up right now with 12:40 left to go in the game, and a 35 to 10 lead. And off. That's Appleberry. Great play by Camden Gray. Yeah, Camden Gray shooting in freshman linebacker. Go get the carry. But I think he got stopped. Wofford bows up a little bit on defense. Morgan made the stop. Anthony Latney as well. Wofford now into Chattanooga territory at the Mach 47. Blitz coming. They call a running play. And getting the first down and more is Broussard down the left sideline all the way down to the Chattanooga 25-yard line. Go for it here on fourth and eight. Chattanooga 23. Gotta get to the 15 for a first down. Call a reverse. It's Watkins, and that is not gonna work. Chattanooga not fooled at all. No handoff. That's Appleberry. Met by a Wofford defensive surge. That was Joe Beckett doing what Joe Beckett does. I'll leave the offense on the field and keep it. They're going to throw for it. Interesting, and it's broken up by Rhett Russell. Yeah, threw it right in the back of his head. Linebacker position that's kind of a defensive back edge linebacker, and it's really, really effective. Yeah, and he can put his hand in the ground sometimes if he wants to, or he can back up. Yeah, they, they've got some things they can do defensively to give you some problems, and, and we saw that today for Wofford. Jamari Broussard will get the last carry of the game, and that will do it here. Chattanooga moves to 6-3, and 5-1 and one in the Southern Conference and sets up a showdown with the Mercer Bears next week in Macon. All right. Well, that first quarter, mm -hmm. the fight that the defense showed, uh, you know, we talk about playing for pride, and sometimes playing for pride isn't reflected on the scoreboard mm -hmm. or with statistics. But I thought coming out, those guys were ready to roll. Yeah, no, we did. We, we made a big focus on um, trying to keep it simple mm -hmm. on defense, uh, allowing our guys to play fast. Um, really what I wanted to see, Jim, at the end of that uh, game is I want to be able to evaluate could they take – the coaching and the teaching of the techniques and the fundamentals, mm -hmm. and could they execute their 111th? Who could do that consistently um, and then be able to show that to them on tape, which what we were able to accomplish. Um, we showed them some good tape on Sunday of, of the, exactly that. Well, Chattanooga comes out with a win. They've got a big one on the road at Mercer this weekend. For Wofford, next opponent, the Citadel. We'll look forward to that game and a deeper look in to what might be the wildest special teams play of the season. That's coming up next. Hey, welcome back to the Coach Josh Conklin Show. It came midway through the third quarter. Chattanooga had just scored to take a 28-3 lead, and they were pooch kicking mm -hmm. all day long, probably trying to get an up back to make a mistake or fair catch it out on the 30-yard line and move the ball backwards. And lo and behold, James Wells, backup linebacker, happens. When you saw what was going on, what was going through your mind? Well, it's actually it, it's a play that we practice uh, quite a bit, it, and, and we call it now, which means if they kick it to the up, up back and he can field it clean, then we'll make a call and everybody will kind of come out of what they're, our return and they'll grab onto a guy and it becomes really becomes like Thanksgiving in the backyard <laughs> where you just kind of grab on and you try to block somebody. Um, every guy got blocked um, at one point in time during that play. 
Uh, we executed it exactly how we need to execute it. And then, you know, they missed a few tackles there early on. And while I'm on the sideline, I said, well, shoot, if he misses this tackle, or if he, if he gets through this tackle, he's got a chance. He did. And then he missed another one. Then we had a kind of a convoy out in front of him, and there he went. Uh, so it was a it was great coaching, though, and great teaching tape uh, in terms of you know being able to watch him do that. And uh, he just made a good play, and the, and the guys really executed what we wanted to execute as well. So first of all, you got James and his athletic ability showed some wheels there on yeah. the last 50 yards. Didn't run out of gas or anything seen, like that. You should have seen the cut he made to, to yeah. kind of make his way up through the, but the piles. But how, how are those guys prepped in terms of if they if they if they kick it short? I'm convinced that not all of college football still gets the, the, the touchback rule that was changed a couple of years ago. Yeah. Does he have to have situational awareness of where he is on the field? If he's behind the 25-yard line, do you always want them to fair catch that? How do you how do you go about that? It, it kind of depends. So if you go back earlier, the first kickoff that we had, and this is a rule that some people don't understand either, the first rule that we had, or our player didn't understand it, if you fair catch it, you have to catch it in the air. If you fair catch it and it falls and hits the ground, that's where you get right. it at. Um, so he should have probably just let that one go out of bounds or let it go in the end zone. He fair caught it and then it landed in front of him. Uh, it was a little bit of a windy day. So that's one of those rules. But mm -hmm. what we typically do is if they kick one up in the air like that, uh, we'll have our return guy call that guy's name if he can't get, get to it. Um, so if you were the return guy, we'd call Jim, Jim, Jim. That means you've got it. Um, and if it's short enough and it's and we catch it clean, we'll go, mm -hmm. uh, which he did. If not, we'll, we'll usually try to fair catch it. Well, it was one of the highlights of the day, absolutely. And it kind of makes us remember that, you know, special teams has been kind of a pleasant surprise at times this year. Walker Cleomers nailed a, uh, what we were hoping was going to be a real springboard field goal at the end of the first half. Um, you know, uh, Atkins Roberts has been SoCon Special Teams Player of the Week. Uh, Mitch Doolittle kind of is, is the point man coach-wise for special teams. Talk to me about that unit's progress throughout the year. It was, it was an area that we really wanted to put a lot of focus on this past offseason, and, and we did. And we've practiced it more. Uh, we spent more time meeting on it. Our guys have really bought into it, mm -hmm. and um, they have done a good job. And when you, I'm not a big statistics guy. I'm really about one statistic win in the football game. But when you look at our statistics, because it gives you kind of a snapshot as far as where we're at, mm -hmm. uh, all those units are, you know, I mean, top three, top four um, in our conference. Uh, we've done some really good things on those units, and I'm, I'm kind of excited to see their, their progress. And um, we'll continue to add to that and add specialists, and, and hopefully we'll get even better. Yeah, some people are of the mind that, that special teams at the at the SCS level is going to be mainly walk-ons. Some people are going to use their starters on special teams right. because it's, it, it can be very, very important. Where do you fall on that question? Well, we try to play – we will try to play our best guys. Um, we try to get our starters to play at least two, mm -hmm. um, especially on defense. One thing that we've made a focus on, we hadn't had as many running backs and, and wide receivers play, um, and we've had some of those guys step up and play some of your coverage units. And I take a little bit more of the NFL philosophy where everybody's got to kind of um, contribute because mm -hmm. um, of the because of the roster size. Gotcha. All right, when we come back, a look ahead to the next-to-last road game of the season, a trip down I-26 to Charleston to face the Citadel. That's next on the Coach Josh Conklin Show. Welcome back, folks. The Citadel, a school that Josh Conklin knows an awful lot about because he coached there for a couple of years. Johnson Haygood's changed a little bit. They've got artificial turf now. They've got right. a big new video board, but still that, that mentality that I know you can relate to, always a big part of the backdrop between a game between the Terriers and the Bulldogs. Really is. I've got a lot of respect for that program. Uh, I've got a lot of respect for the kids that go to school there, um, recruiting you know, those kids for two years. 
Uh, when I was down there, we were actually going through the uh, transition of the triple option. Kevin mm -hmm. Higgins was there at the time, and they made the transition to the triple, and we were going through that. Um, very similar, though, you know, to a place like this. You, you got some limitations in terms of um, you know, academics and, and who you're recruiting. It's a very specific guy that you're recruiting to. Um, when they have older, older players um, and they can continue to stack older players on top of one another, uh, they're going to be a strong football team. And then you know you're always going to get a fight from them, um, even if they're younger, um, I think very similar to us, because they're going to fight their tails off. Uh, they're they're going to give you everything they got. So you know when you go down there, you better be ready to play. You haven't faced a pure triple option team since Kennesaw State way back earlier in the year. Talk to me about the week of preparation. I, I, I always see you doing specific drills for the guys to make them use their hands and get the blockers off them. So talk about how you'll approach this week of practice uh, defensively facing that. Yeah, we, we do. I mean, I think the hardest thing is trying to get the look that you need, um, especially from your offense. But uh, it's so specific in terms of your 111th. Um, guys have got to do their job and do their responsibility. Um, but within that, how comfortable can they get, you know, playing off one another um, is really important. So, you know, we do the trash cans where we throw the trash cans at their legs to, <laughs> to, to defeat the cut blocks. Um, uh, we'll do some, some different things uh, at each position. It's a little bit different personnel. Some of our safeties and corners will change a little bit based on the game, but uh, it's a huge challenge for our defense. I think I know the answer to this last question, but you know, you're measuring success using different benchmarks right now because of the availability and things like that. How important psychologically is it for those players to get a Southern Conference win before the season's over? I think it's really important. Um, I, I think every game that we've gone into the last, the last three weeks, and we'll go into this game the same way, we, uh, those guys in that locker room believe they can win a football game. Um, and it doesn't matter who's up or who's out or who's playing, um, we believe we can win if we go out and execute and do our job. I think it's important. Um, but again, I think our guys also understand the reality of the situation, and, and they'll be looking forward to this week. Well, hopefully everybody's taking their NyQuil. Hopefully everybody's feeling good. Um, we're probably sitting a little closer to each other than we, we aren't sure, but hopefully the, the week goes by without incident because that was one of the more bizarre scenes I've seen in college football last week. Let's hope this week goes a whole bunch better. As always, thank you for the, your time it. and best of luck. Thank you. All right. And for Josh Conklin, I'm Jim Noble. As always, thanks for watching the Coach Josh Conklin Show.